the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Portions of the Arthur Idala Power Hour, sponsored by Bay Ridge Honda. Portions of this program are pre-recorded. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go-to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high-profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. Monday, October the 9th, 6.04 p.m. It is Arthur Idala here at the Power Hour, having just marched in the Columbus Day Parade, um, which was wonderful. What a glorious day. But uh, And I was, like, all excited to talk about that, and we will towards the end of the show. But um, what, what's going on in Israel is, is so upsetting uh, to me personally, very much personally, um, and, um, there's no one else who I would rather speak to right now than my dear, dear friend, uh, mentor, sidekick. I know he's got a lot of titles in my life. Uh, the one and only Alan Dershowitz. Professor Dershowitz, how are you, sir? Well, great. First of all, happy Columbus Day. I think it's such an important holiday to preserve, and I will always support, uh, Columbus Day and the continuation of Columbus Day. And uh, um, I participated in Columbus Day events, and I'm so glad you had a good Columbus Day. I was actually happy, Professor. Someone mentioned to me today that, uh, and it was not exactly a a supporter of President Biden. Uh, There was some words saying that the the old guy actually did the right thing today. And apparently he did sign some kind of a proclamation declaring today is, in fact, Columbus Day. So That's great. That, yes. That's great. That, that is I want to talk about, I don't want to talk about Israel right away. I want to talk about New York City. Every one of you listening to this show pays money so that the City University of New York Law School can remain open to teach law students. Uh, let me tell you what a mistake that is. Uh, There is no worse school, law school, in the United States in terms of fairness and in terms of justice than the City University of New York Law School. Um, The students at the City University of New York Law School, many of them have today come out and yesterday come out in support of the rapists, murderers, and kidnappers of Hamas. The faculty of the City University of New York Law School unanimously uh, supported um, uh, boycotting Israel, only Israel, not Iran, not Cuba, not China, only um, Israel. Um, the City University of New York is the most bigoted, anti-Semitic, anti-Zionist, anti-Israel university probably on the face of the earth today, and it's supported by taxpayers of New York. No, I, I believe in their free speech. Let them go to Central Park, get a soapbox, 
Let them start their own university. There are enough bigots in New York who are willing probably to pay for a university like that, a law school like that, to continue. But let not the taxpayers of the city of New York spend one dime on this Der Sturma Institute that doesn't teach very much other than the hatred of Israel and the Jewish people. So Tell let me, me get pr- that, that all- Wait, hold on one second, yeah. Professor, just because we got to yeah. give equal time now to the to, sure. to the private universities. The you, the university you were at for 50 years, I mean, I was I really was marching in the parade so I couldn't see much, but I know Harvard has not exactly taken the most uh intelligent tact on this. Am I correct about that? Absolutely right. 30 some odd uh private um uh, clubs at at Harvard and some at Yale uh, have also done the same thing. Uh, the, the clubs at Harvard basically said the entire blame for these rapes, murders, and uh, kidnappings, the entire blame, not partial blame, the entire blame is with the apartheid state of, um, of Israel and the president of Harvard, the newly elected president of Harvard, not a peep out of her mouth. Can you imagine if a group of students had gotten together and said, oh, black people are this, or gay people are this, or transgender people are this, the university wouldn't say, oh, they have free speech rights. They would say, we condemn it. But when it comes to Israel, Zionism, Jews, uh, there is silence, silence in the face of uh, this kind of bigotry. And it's unacceptable. And Larry Summers, the former president of Harvard, who's together between us, we have had over 100 years at Harvard, and we helped make Harvard. Um, said he was sickened by this, and I'm sickened by this. I'm sickened by Harvard. I went to the City University of New York. I went to Brooklyn College. I can't speak at Brooklyn College today. They won't allow me to because I'm pro-Israel. Whereas Norman Finkelstein, Norman Finkelstein is invited repeatedly to the City University of New York. And what did Norman Finkelstein say over the last couple of days? He said, it warms my heart to see these people murdered and raped and robbed. And, and he's oh the most God. prominent speaker today on university campuses and places like Brooklyn College. You know, I went to Brooklyn College, and they banned me from speaking there in Israel. And the answer is, well, you don't have to speak there in Israel. Norman Finkelstein has spoken on Israel. That's good enough. Well, Alan, you know, your passion is palpable as it should be. And, you know, I'm Sicilian. I'm not Jewish. But, I mean, uh, my You're heart not breaks. Jewish? I always thought you were Jewish. I, I, well, you know, as, as Sebastian Maniscalco says, same corporation, different division. Uh, he just says, you know, our food is better than yours. But, um, Alan, could you just give a, a little... A, a, a pretend you know you you're you were a brilliant professor and i can say that not because you were my professor but i did teach alongside you and i saw how you know you you stimulated the students in your class i just i just need you to um tell people a little bit about what happened and why it happened I, I'm sorry, I missed what you said. I just just tell people it's okay. I got you. I know you're in big demand today. Yeah. Just tell the listeners 
who maybe were a, a little caught up this weekend or just don't have the depth of knowledge that you do. I mean, last week, Dershowitz just sends me a nice little photo of him and Bibi Netanyahu at a three-hour dinner. I mean, Alan has That's his right. fingers on the pulse. He's not, like, guessing about what's going on. So what happened? I mean, uh, we know Israel has the, the, the defense and the military that everyone strives for. So yeah, were they yeah. caught flat-footed? Like, what happened? Well, I think Iran took over the intelligence and um, told the people from Hamas, telephone silence, um, we only talk in person, and it cut off all intelligence gathering. And uh, Iran was behind this, and as a result of Iran being behind this, uh, they were able to catch Israel off guard. The United States was caught off guard, too. It's, uh, it was awful. And uh, it was an intelligence failure. And I'm sure heads will roll in Israel once this is over. But right now, Israel has to, first of all, get the hostages back. Because, you know, Hamas is now threatened uh, to execute publicly on television uh, hostages, little children and women. And, of course, what we're going to hear is people like Norman Finkelstein praising it. And people like Harvard University's Amnesty International praising it. And people at the City University of New York praising these public executions. That's what's happened to American morality. And what do they want? What does Hamas want? We're going to kill them. What, are they, what is their ultimate goal? Dead Jews. Dead Jews. It wants to make sure that there are no Jews living in the Middle East. Uh, they have said, either leave or, or we'll kill you, but we're not going to let you stay. And uh, they don't want a two-state solution. They don't want the Palestinian Authority. Uh, they want only for there to be another Islamic uh, state. Um, as Bibi Netanyahu said today, this is just like ISIS. There's no difference today between Hamas and ISIS. And the attack over the weekend was not only an attack on Israel, it was an attack on the United States for trying to make peace between um, Israel, um, Saudi Arabia, and, and the United States. And so that's what's really going on. I have to get off now, but it's thank you for giving me an opportunity and enjoy Columbus Day. Alan, we love you, and we always got your back. Thank you for calling in. Um, uh, Matt, I want to bring um, Shy Franklin on the line if uh, he's there with us. Shy, you with me there, buddy? I'm with you always. Arthur. Okay, so Shy works in it works with me in the um, in the lobbying firm over here at Gotham Gotham Government Relations. But this is his real area of expertise. Shy, I want I just want to back up for a second. So, like, I have my teenage son here. Um, I mean, I know you were listening. You heard the, the passion of which Alan spoke and the condemnation of schools around the nation who have these ridiculous views. But could you just recount for people who weren't glued to the television this weekend and just tell us, first of all, just what happened from an objective point of view? Sure. So Saturday morning, just before dawn, there was a coordinated attack by Hamas terrorists from Gaza. They they pushed through the fence, this this high-tech security fence that Israel has all around Gaza. Uh, they came in from the sea. They came in from into, through, uh, I guess these were like motorized gliders also. Uh, they came through very quickly. They attacked a number of, of uh, Israeli uh, towns, small towns, and uh, they they took over a few of the Israeli uh, army's forward bases. They took hostages. They they actually had their eye on this 
music festival, kind of a, a Burning Man, Israeli style, that was going all night. And uh, and they rounded up whoever they could. They they took, sorry your son has to hear this, but they about 250 young people, and they, they put them in a big circle, and they just shot them all as they got through the circle. And uh, they chased others. They, they took hostages. They took hostages back with them to Gaza very quickly. There's over 100 uh, Israelis and also tourists that they're holding. Uh, they went into homes and, and seized people, and they're holding them probably in tunnels somewhere in Gaza. And uh, they say they want to use those to release, uh, to get, Palestinian prisoners released by Israel. Now, you should know that Benjamin Netanyahu, when he was prime minister before, uh, released close to a, a thousand Hamas terrorist fighters in exchange for an Israeli soldier who had been held for about five years, Gilad Shalit. And I'm not saying he shouldn't have done it, but I'm sure that some of those fighters were part of this operation. I don't, at this point, it does not look like, even though Iran does give support to Hamas, it doesn't look like Iran was operationally involved. There's no evidence of that. There was a Wall Street Journal uh, story uh, yesterday, which has not been corroborated. The Israeli government uh, has has said nothing about Iran's direct involvement. Netanyahu made a public statement a few hours ago. It didn't mention Iran, uh, but certainly Iran would benefit from this. They want to take credit for it. Uh, this really seems to be a major intelligence failure, which doesn't mean that the intelligence analysts sitting at their desks, where the people sitting in those forward bases didn't do their jobs. The intelligence agencies have one customer, and that's the head of the government. That's the prime minister. The prime minister tells them what to look for and what not to look for. Netanyahu has been very focused on the West Bank, on establishing more and more Jewish settlements there. Uh, he has been saying since Trump moved the embassy to Jerusalem that, that Gaza would not flare up, that there's sort of an, a, a, modus op, a modus vivendi between Israel and Hamas, uh, we don't have to worry about Palestinian nationalists in Gaza. So they weren't looking there. Reservists who objected to Netanyahu's effort to take over the judiciary and, and to act basically without constitutional authority, uh, they, they refused to show up for their normal rotations. So there were less people. It was a holiday, 50 years almost to the day from the uh, Yom Kippur War. It was a different holiday, but on the, Ameri on the secular calendar, on the Julian calendar. It, it is the, um, one day after the 50th anniversary of the Yom Kippur War. And, and you know, Artie, we, we think that we learned the lessons of history. Hindsight is 2020. Uh, we really don't learn the lessons. And even if we learn them, we don't apply them when it's necessary. We often choose the wrong lessons at the wrong times. Uh, anybody, anybody that's aware of Yom, what happened in Yom Kippur sh should, have, should have known this 50 years later, that you don't take your eye off the ball. And, and yeah, they the the Hamas terrorists were apparently not using uh, electronic communications and stuff, but there's human intelligence. There are there are ways to track this stuff. You can't you can't organize something like this without having a lot of people involved, without bringing stuff in. And 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 the Israelis are caught with their pants down. And and that's that that is on Netanyahu. And if you ask almost any Israeli in the street right now, they will blame Netanyahu and with justification from the right and from the left. The ones on the left say that. Uh, he was he was pushing too hard for Palestinian state and even for a deal with the Saudis. And the people on the right will say he was too he wasn't strong enough. He wasn't hard enough on the Palestinians. But right, so, right now, Shai, let me just interrupt you real famous. quick sure. because you're so knowledgeable on this. Um, I, mean, I have to take a little commercial break, but I'd like to bring you back and I will give you a little preview of at least two of the questions I want to ask you. 
if um, the, someone from high up in the Biden administration calls you this evening and asks for your words of wisdom on how America should react to this, I would like your answer to that. And I would like to ask you if Bibi Netanyahu calls you this evening and asks you what he should do, what your answer to him would be on that. Shai Franklin, I know that this is a, an area not only are you passionate about, but you're very knowledgeable on. So I appreciate you finding the time to come on. Right after Professor Dershowitz, we could talk about his passion when we get back. We're going to take a quick break, folks. We'll be right back after these messages. Top of the hill. These little town blues are melting away. I'll make a brand new start of it in old New York. Hi, Kevin McCullough. The International Travel Show is coming October 26th through the 28th at the Javits Center, New York City. Titled Your Travel Hub, open to the public on Saturday to explore vacation options from around the globe. Great destinations from Brazil to unique places in the state of New York, New England, Europe, even South America. Join the fun and participate in some of the most compelling travel sessions from the travel industry's best-known personalities, from Darlie Newman to Pauline Fromer. Take a minute and check in with Travel and Leisure Go to consider travel deals and discounts at a wide range of destinations, hotels, airlines, and car rentals. For more information and tickets, go to www.nyinternationaltravelshow.com. That's www.nyinternationaltravelshow.com. That's www.nyinternationaltravelshow.com. So Fast Tech Industries, they were proudly front and center today at the Columbus Day Parade because Fast Tech Industries, they help you with all of your construction and demolition and weekly waste removal needs. They have these roll-off containers that are 10 yards to 40 yards. They're perfect for home, garage, cleanouts, construction, demolition debris, specializing in removal and recycling of dirt rock, concrete, brick, and asphalt throughout all five boroughs in every corner of New Jersey. Rear load trash containers from 1 to 10 yards. Compactors from 25 to 40 yards. They are the number one supplier of recycled product. Fastech Industry is the number one wholesaler of virgin quarry materials from bluestone and sand to Belgian block. Fastech Industries is the number one provider of roll-off containers. They're the number one in providing Staten Island businesses weekly trash removal and recycling pickups. They are number the number one private employer on Staten Island with over 260 employees and counting. So call and ask for Joe C. at 718-494-1600, 718-494-1600. Mention this ad for $25 off your next roll-off container rental or go to Go online to FazTechIndustries.com. That's F-A-Z-T-E-C-I-N-D.com. FazTech is proud to celebrate Italian-American Heritage Month. FazTech Industries is a DeFazio company. Gregory Floyd, host of Reaching Out, gets answers to the tough questions from people in the know. We have our senator from New York State, U.S. Senator Chuck Schumer, on the line. We've been getting a lot of questions about what can be done in these mass shootings. Are there any solutions being discussed on the Hill? There are a number of things we have to do. One is to have universal background checks. You know, there is a right to bear arms, and people who want to have a gun should be able to get one, but only if they're not felons, if they're not adjudicated mentally ill, if they're not spousal abusers. That's all the background check law does, and it has the support of 90% of the people. 
So we are going to be making a strong effort here on the Hill to deal with background checks. Uh, we're also looking at banning clips of more than 10 bullets. It's Reaching Out with Gregory Floyd at a new time, Saturday afternoon at 2.30 and again at 9 p.m. on AM 970, The Answer. Let's talk about our friends at Connors and Sullivan. They are having these free seminars during the month of October, and that's where you can find out how to protect you and your family in case you're not around to make important decisions. Wills, trusts, power of attorneys, healthcare proxies, living wills, your overall estate plan. Connors and Sullivan are having these seminars conducted by Mike Connors all around the five boroughs. On Monday, October the 16th at the Greenhouse Cafe, Thursday, I'm sorry, on 3rd Avenue in Brooklyn, 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. Tuesday, October 17th at Buckley's Restaurant Avenue S in Cheapside Bay, Brooklyn, 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. Wednesday, October 18th at the Adria Hotel, Northern Boulevard in Bayside, Queens at 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. Thursday, October the 19th at Conley's Corner, Grand Avenue in Maspeth, Queens at 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. And Friday, October the 20th at Le- at Deluca's Trattoria 616 Forest Avenue, Staten Island, 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. If you can't make any of these free seminars with Mike Connors, call Connors and Sullivan at 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500 for your own free office appointment. And remember what Mike Connors always says, the biggest mistake when it comes to estate planning is not planning at all. Listen to AM 970, The Answer on Alexa. Tune in, iHeart or odyssey.com. Back to the Idala Power Hour. I have a guest on the line. I just, we just had Professor Dershowitz on. Now we have Shai Franklin. He is a partner with our in-house lobbying practice, Gotham Government Relations, where he directs the national government relations amongst his area of expertise. Shai is a former executive director of the World Jewish Congress and was a research fellow with the Washington Institute for Near East Policy. Shai, um, I, I, you know, you mentioned the article in the Wall Street Journal talking about Iran's involvement. And I, uh, I, I saw that article as well. Uh, you know, and, and one of my regular listeners, uh, Derek, you know, he said, as shy about Iran, its involvement in this particular episode, but in the, the bigger picture, you know, why, why have we allowed Iran to pursue nuclear weapons? And, you know, what is their relationship uh, regarding Israel? And, uh, you know, being an enemy of Israel. Sure. So we've, we've allowed Iran to pursue nuclear weapons because it was out of the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action, which according to the Israeli intelligence and military establishment was successfully successfully being honored by Iran. They, they uh, stopped making, uh, they stopped uh, enriching uranium. They gave up their centrifuges and they shut down their nuclear program pretty much. And Trump pulled us out of that, and they waited a year, and then they started moving forward on their nuclear program. So that's why, because Trump Trump wanted to promote regime change in Iran, and somehow he thought that by 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 letting it, by by pulling out of the agreement that actually was working to keep Iran in a box, that that would somehow promote regime change. Maybe by escalating in the Middle East, and evangelicals supported that because maybe they think that'll bring Armageddon, which will bring the you know, the rapture or the final judgment or something like that. Uh, the Biden administration is trying to get back to some kind of an understanding. Iran has not just a nuclear strategy, which they had abandoned, and now they're sort of back to a little bit, uh, as does Saudi Arabia, as, of course, does Israel, as do India and Pakistan. 
But uh, in, Iran also has a regional uh, destabilization strategy in Lebanon, in Gaza, and in other parts of the Middle East. So uh, Iran does provide support for Hezbollah in the north and for uh, Hamas in Gaza. But Hamas, Hamas's origins are really from the Egyptian uh, Muslim Brotherhood, which is a Sunni movement. Iran is Shia. But, uh, you know, if they can... If they can use Hamas to put pressure on Israel and maybe destroy Israel as they see it, then, then they're happy to support them. Uh, they haven't always worked close, closely together operationally, uh, but Iran tends to be opportunistic. If they see a movement that's, uh, that's moving in their direction, say against Israel, then they'll, they'll try to support it. They'll try to take credit for it. Um, it's, look, it's, it's complicated. Iran, Iran and Saudi Arabia last year renewed their relations. And as much as Saudi Arabia keeps saying that uh, they are very worried about Iran getting a nuclear weapon, the reason that Iran and Saudi Arabia broke relations uh, about five years ago was because there were Iranian protests in Tehran at the, against the Saudi embassy because the Saudis had executed a Shia cleric in, uh, in Saudi Arabia. And so uh, the Iranian protesters stormed the Saudi embassy so the Saudis cut relations with Iran. It had nothing to do with Iran's destabilizing efforts around the Middle East, nothing to do with Iran's nuclear program. So uh, we, we tend to see these things as black and white. But in the Middle East, a lot of these relationships are very, very fluid. And, Shai, I read uh, something. I'm talking to Shai uh, Franklin. Shai, I read something also that the deal that the Trump administration cut with the Saudis uh, motivated the Iranians to help Hamas with this attack on Israel. Is that... You're, does that ring true to you from what you know? So that was that was certainly a, a reasonable guess, which which I I certainly uh, you know thought about and was talking about a couple of days ago. But now it appears that uh, that that was not that was not really impetus. The more the more we people think about it, uh, this is really not about the timing of of uh, bigger diplomatic uh, issues, and there was no deal between Trump. The only deal between Trump and the Saudis was the $2 billion that the Saudi investment fund uh, invested with Jared Kushner's uh, company. There, there is no deal yet. There was a deal, with, of course, with the Emirates. There was a deal with Bahrain. But uh, the, the real impetus here was that Hamas reached the point where they were ready to strike. And, and they saw also that uh, Israel, was, Israel was sort of fighting with itself. And I think they, they took advantage of that opportunity. As soon as they could, they, they, they did it. Uh, not so much that they were worried that somehow the deal between Israel and Saudi Arabia and the United States would sideline the Palestinian issue. And why? Because there, there will not be a deal with Saudi Arabia and the Netanyahu government and the United States. And why is that? Because Saudi Arabia is the country that is run by the House of Saud which draws its legitimacy from being the custodians of the two holy shrines in Mecca and Medina. And the third holy shrine is in Jerusalem, which the custodian of that is the king of Jordan. If the king of Saudi Arabia makes a deal with Israel that doesn't include having some Muslim or Arab sovereignty over the Temple Mount, then he loses his throne. Because they, they're, very, they're a minority government in Saudi Arabia. If they do a deal without the Palestinians being taken care of, then they also lose their throne. So as much as Mohammed bin Salman, the crown prince of Saudi Arabia, likes to play up this idea of a deal, and Biden is pushing it, maybe because it'll, it'll help him get votes in 2024, if people think that some deal is coming, 
as much as Netanyahu is doing this because it, it takes attention away from the fact that he's annexing the de facto annexing the West Bank and trying to sideline the, the whole Palestinian issue as though it doesn't matter and trying to protect himself from, from prosecution. Uh, they, they all want to play it up like it's going to happen, but at the end of the day, it, it, it cannot happen. If it happens, the Saudis will not survive. The only way it could happen is if Netanyahu makes concessions on Jerusalem and the Palestinians, and if he does that, he loses the support of his right-wing government. Wow. Right, so, Jai, let me, let me just interrupt you for a second. It's 6.31. It's the sure. bottom of the hour. I'm going to take a break. I'm just going to ask you to stay on for five more minutes if you have it, because I want to, I want you to, I want to hear what Shai Franklin, who really has, uh, has a depth of knowledge uh, on this particular topic, what you would be telling the White House of the United States of America, what their reaction should be in the, the, these hours and then over the next couple of weeks. So just can you, you stick around for another minute, Shai? Sure, I'll give you the unclassified version. Okay, all right. We're going to take a quick break here on the Idola Power Hour. We got a little uh, sidetracked from talking about Columbus, but then when the the uh, and and today's holiday here in the country, but you know when you have the the tragedy and the, I mean, little kids being put in dog cages and and women being t- as mistreated as you can imagine, <clears throat> hundreds are probably going to be excessive. A thousand people killed. Uh, I just felt very strongly that this was a subject we needed to uh, to address. So we're going to take a quick um, a quick break, and we're going to come back with Shai Franklin, who I think is giving us a real education in what's going on down there. Don't go away. We'll be right back. When I was 21, it was a very good year. For 25 years, Invite Health has been leading the way in wellness with our extensive line of dietary supplements. With our brand new state-of-the-art website, we now offer new everyday low prices. Save even more with our brand new subscription plan. Stay tuned to learn about new and exciting offers and services. Remember, free shipping on orders over $35. We have made it our business to support you in your health journey. From everyday health tips to detailed genetic testing, Invite Health has a team of experts to help you achieve your health goals. Reach out to us now to speak to one of our nutrition experts or to schedule a consult by calling 800-673-2345. That's 800-673-2345. Or go to invitehealth.com. Contact Invite Health today to learn more about getting healthy and staying healthy. 800-673-2345. Or go to invitehealth.com. Well, in all of its glory, Friday, uh, Saturday night at uh, Cipriani Wall Street, and then today, the Columbus Citizens Foundation is strongly, strongly preserving and uh, really putting out there the account, the accomplishments of Italian Americans, not only from 500 years ago or 200 years ago, but from 20 minutes ago, and all the great Italian American contributors to this beautiful country. For over 75 years, the Columbus Citizens Foundation has promoted Italian-American culture and heritage and has provided thousands of scholarships to talented American Italian-American students who need support to achieve their academic dreams. I think they said at the gala <clears throat> Saturday night 
that it was $34 million in scholarships they have given out. These scholarships enrich the lives of the rising generation who are destined to be our future leaders. Help make a difference in someone's life today. You can help Columbus Citizens Foundation by visiting www.columbuscitizens.org. These extraordinary students inspire us every day. Their leadership, passion, and pride in their heritage is a winning combination. The scholarships offer them a chance to achieve their goals and be engaged members of their communities. The Columbus Citizens Foundation brings the Columbus Day Parade to New York City every year, and you can help them bring a quality education to Italian-American students in need by donating today. Visit their website at www.columbuscitizens.org. Hello, this is John Leventhal. I am a partner in the law firm of Idala Bertuna and Kamins. I have been a lawyer for 43 years, including 13 years as a trial judge and 13 years as an appellate judge. I have presided over almost every kind of civil and criminal case, and I have seen litigants facing almost every legal problem you can imagine. What is the most important thing for a litigant to do? It is to obtain the right lawyer, someone with the ability to navigate you through the court system and achieve the best possible outcome. At Idala Bertuna and Kamins, that is what we offer. When I was on the bench, Idala Bertuna and Kamins earned the reputation of being the boutique law firm that fights passionately for their clients in the most professional manner in both civil and criminal cases. I am proud to be a member of the Idala Bertuna and Kamins law firm, where our lawyers will give you the powerful representation you all deserve. Plaza College, those are our friends. Those are our buddies over there. We've been talking about Plaza College's court reporting program. Well, Plaza College, on behalf of the New York State Court Reporters Association, is proud to announce this year's one-day convention, quote, a steno state of mind. A steno state of mind is being held at the historic United States Court of the Eastern District in New York on Sunday, October the 22nd from 8.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. in Brooklyn. This full-day event inside the famously historic courthouse will bring members of the court reporting community, working reporters, and students together for six seminars celebrating this high-powered profession. You know what that means? Working court reporters, you will earn six NCRA-approved CEUs and the latest industry insight. For more information and to view the exciting agenda, visit nyscra.org slash 2023 fall convention. Again, register today at nyscra.org slash 2023 fall convention. Get yourself into a steno state of mind. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. We're back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with New York City's preeminent trial attorney and quintessential New Yorker, attorney Arthur Idala. All right, we're bringing back onto the airways uh, Shy Franklin. Shy, begin a bunch of texts and emails from people complimenting you on uh, your knowledge, especially with the nuances of the complexities of the Middle East. Um, so if your phone rings after we hang up the show and they say, you know, we listen to Arthur Idala's Power Hour every night here at the White House in Washington, we, we got the AM 970 app on. And, um, Shai, you know a lot about what's going on down there. What do you think the White House's direction should be? What should our voice be? What should the messaging be? And what should we actually do? Is it money? Is it weapons? Is it nothing? What does Shai Franklin have to say? Well, I think I would tell 
my friends in the Biden administration that uh, they should tell Saudi Arabia either either you increase the supply of oil now as the prices are going up because of what's happening or step back away from you. And there is no movement toward a, toward a deal because this is ridiculous. The last thing we want is Saudi Arabia to have nuclear, nuclear power, a nuclear program. We don't trust Saudi Arabia. And, uh, and this deal isn't going anywhere, not with this current Netanyahu government, certainly, and not with what's going on in Gaza. The, the Biden administration has already given pledged solid support solid support for Israel, whatever Israel needs to do, whatever Israel needs to get. And we did that in 1990 and 1991 under President George Herbert Walker Bush when Kuwait was invaded by Saddam Hussein. We said, Israel, if you don't, if you don't retaliate against the scuds that Saddam Hussein is lobbing on you, Israel, then we will back you up because we didn't want Israel to become part of this, this war. We didn't want our war against Iraq to become an Arab-Israeli war. And Israel did that. And coming out of that, coming out of that major victory of getting Iraq out of Kuwait, the Bush administration, Jim, Jim Baker, the Secretary of State, pushed all the parties, the Arabs, including Syria, Saudis, and the Israelis, around the table in Madrid, and they actually made, made some major progress in normalizing the Middle East. And a lot of the agreements that came out of the Abraham Accords go back to Madrid in 1990. 192. So, so the Biden administration can do that. And, and rather than focusing on a deal with Saudi Arabia, go back and focus on the West Bank. Build up, build up capacity for the peaceful, the peaceful uh, Palestinians, the Palestinians who, who, are mo- who are moderate, who want a deal with Israel, who just want control of their land, who oppose the terrorists, who are undermined by these terrorists. Focus on that and get Netanyahu or whoever takes over from Netanyahu to focus on that. Build, build that up so that there's, there's actually something there rather than letting Hamas always dictate the narrative of the Palestinians. And if you, you were going to talk. Well? OK, if I was going to say, if you're going to talk right. to Netanyahu now, what are you telling him? I'm telling him that he's already said he's going to have a unity government with the with the opposition. I would say if he continues as prime minister as part of the unity government, two things he's got to do. One is if he's getting the opposition uh, politicians in, then he doesn't need the right-wing extremists, the te- these Jewish terrorists like Itamar Ben-Gavir, his minister of security, was convicted for racist incitement, and he's the minister of security. It's just, I mean, it, 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 it's unbelievable. He's got to get rid of the extremists, and, and he can do that if he brings in the, the centrists who were his opposition. And his, these centrists include former generals, me- army ch- chief of the general staff, let those guys run the war in Gaza, not Netanyahu. Netanyahu's done enough. He needs to step back and let the professionals take over. Let the intelligence leaders find intelligence that they think is important, not what he thinks is important. It, and, and, and that's what I would suggest to him. And, and then work with the Biden administration. Give up, give up these ideological fixations, this idea that the Palestinians will somehow just go away. Four million people don't just go away, certainly not in a way that we would want to see. So, Shai, so you heard Professor Dershowitz. I know you were. I know you were on the line, yeah. and you know I. I don't want to give too much breath to Harvard and CUNY Law School, um, but like, how are these students and some of these professors? Or how are they twisting this to say that the dead people are the bad people? 
You know, I, I, I didn't see I didn't see that. I, I, I'm not saying it's not there. I've been focused on what's happening. I've been focusing on the real the real conflict, which is in the Middle East, not the class war, not not the culture wars that Professor Dershowitz is involved in. Some other of my friends are involved in. Uh, I, I don't see American academia as the enemy. And going after Harvard, you know, <laughs> Professor Dershowitz was there for 50 years. I'm sure he he had some he could have tried to have some influence on it. Maybe he was too focused on constitutional law. That's fine. Nothing against him. But uh, this week should not be about what's happening at CUNY or Harvard or, or, or any other university in the United States. It should be, what are we doing to help Israel? Not what are we doing to score points in this? Well, I mean, but, yeah, but the, okay, but Shai, okay, here's where I'm going to respectfully disagree with you, right? So you have young lawyers, basically, who have a degree of power. I mean, okay, put CUNY Law School aside. You're talking about Harvard, right? Those kids from Harvard become the members of the United States Supreme Court, the members of the Senate, presidents of the United States. I mean, the last whatever that I could count besides move Trump on the side, he either went to Harvard or Yale, Clinton, the Bushes, uh, uh, Obama. Um, so, you know, I, I just can't say, ah, oh, who cares what they're saying over there in academia? Because th- those are the leaders of tomorrow. And for them to say that this is a good thing, that these poor innocent people at a, a rock concert in, in, in getting slaughtered is, is the right thing to do. I, I don't think as Americans we should sit back and just uh, accept that rhetoric. I'm happy to come back on next week or next month and talk about that. I, I just, it, it just, it's not in my bandwidth right now, honestly. Okay, I get uh, it. You got your eye on what's going on. There's also, but there, you know what? The, the problem is also that there are there are, there are kids who are vocal, and then there are uh, there are there are the kids who are focused on their studies. And I don't think this is an official Harvard statement. You know, there, there's, there's freedom of speech, and how do we how do we impact this without squelching freedom of speech? It, it, it's complicated. Well, I, mean, I think as the president, I think there's a new president. I think as the president of Harvard, if I was the president, I would. Put out a statement kind of saying what you just said, saying, listen, this is not the official statement of Harvard University. This is a group of people and they have a freedom of speech. You know, we don't condone or agree or blah, 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 blah with what these people are saying, but we agree with their right to be able to say it. I should also tell you, over 30 years ago, I was working, uh, I was was with one of the major Jewish organizations, running a regional office. I won't say where. And uh, had a meeting with a few law students, Jewish law students. At one of the, let's call it one of the top three law schools in the country, also a Supreme Court feeder, and these were students who were were pushing for a boycott of Israel. Met with them, talked to them, heard them out. They heard me out, and they didn't budge. Budge. Fast forward ten years later, I'm at the APAC conference in Washington. APAC, the pro-Israel lobby, right? I see one of those kids. I say, "Wow, what are you doing here at APAC?" He says, "Oh." My, my wife is the daughter of the new, uh, the, the new the new president of the organization, and so he's running like some fundraising efforts for for APAC. Uh, people so, go through phases. I so got gotcha. you. I, I, I wouldn't despair too much, but I think there's definitely work to do on the campus. Definitely work to do on the campus. Shai Franklin, you were absolutely superb tonight. Thank you so much. I know I took up a Thank lot of your you, time. Such a All right. I'll... And, and, and I, I wanted to pay tribute to Italian-American heritage. That's what Columbus Day is about. I appreciate that. I will... not, just, see... not, not, just the guy from, not just the guy from Genoa. Every Italian-American. I, I absolutely agree with you. Um, all right, folks. We're going to take a quick break, and uh, we're going to come back, and we will talk about what today's holiday was and what it meant to me and So we'll talk about the guy who was born in Genoa and some of his accomplishments. And, you know, we'll 
everyone knows his flaws now because that's everyone talks about, but they forget to talk about why of all the holidays that we celebrate in America, there are two named after human beings, Martin Luther King and Christopher Columbus. So don't go, don't go away. We'll be right back. When you are looking for concrete materials for your next construction project, call on the experts of Diamondback Ready Mix, New York and New Jersey's number one premier family-owned concrete supplier, proudly located on Staten Island. Providing concrete services for commercial, municipal, and residential general contractors throughout New York City and New Jersey, the Diamondback Ready Mix Quality is Our Strength service will guide each customer from the initial order through the final pouring, fully insured in New York and New Jersey, and will produce your concrete with the perfect blend of durability, strength, and appearance for your project. Call today and ask for Harry Lynch for personalized service second to none. Call 718-650-5649 for your free estimate. That's 718-650-5649. Or go online to Diamondback Ready Mix. That's R-E-D-I-M-I-X dot com. Diamondback Ready Mix is proud to celebrate Italian American Heritage Month. Diamondback Ready Mix is a DeFazio company. This is Joe Piscopo. The following is a medical minute sponsored by my friends at InfuCare RX, a leading specialty infusion pharmacy provider for patients with complex conditions. InfuCareRx.com, improving quality of life one patient at a time. Here is Dr. Nick Silvestri, University of Buffalo. Myasthenia gravis is a rare disease in which the body's immune system, the system normally present for fighting off infections, creates proteins called antibodies that actually attack our own muscles. These antibodies are directed against the portion of the muscle where the nerve and the muscles communicate, and because of this, the main symptom associated with this disease is weakness. Myasthenia gravis most often affects women in their 20s and 30s and men and women in their 60s and 70s, but thankfully there's a treatable condition and we have many approved medications available to help people with this disease. This Medical Minute is sponsored by InfuCareRx, and the information, comments, or views expressed by their guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect the views of InfuCareRx. Please consult your medical professional for any medical questions, opinions, or guidance. Let's talk about the Sabah family over at Bay Ridge Honda because they are kicking off October spooky season with scary savings so low that you will scream. The Sabah family has owned and operated Honda for over 60 years. Brooklyn, Manhattan, Staten Island, Queens, the Bronx, they all choose Bay Ridge Honda. You can browse from over 200 new Honda vehicles like the all-new Civic, which my brother-in-law Carl's mom just got, the new CRV, the new HRV. They are all ready for you to drive home today. And over 100 certified pre-owned vehicles backed by the Honda True program at their 2022 President's Award-winning dealership. Right now, get 0% APR financing and zero down payment on select new 2023 Honda models all month long. Plus, receive $1,500 when you turn in your trade or lease when you purchase your next car with Bay Ridge Honda. Even if you don't buy a car for Bay Ridge Honda, they want to buy your next your car from you. So visit Bay Ridge Honda at 4th Avenue and 88th Street in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, or online at BayRidgeHonda.com. That's BayRidgeHonda.com. These deals are available to qualified buyers. Additional fees may apply. See dealer for detail. This sales end, sale ends on Halloween 2023. Breaking news and local news. Find it on our website, AM 970, The Answer. 
www.thebibleproject.com. All right, Sam Bellino, I'm about to talk about Italians you're playing Imagine. You got, a reason, you got a reason for this? Well, first of all, it's John Lennon's birthday today. Okay, thank you. I knew you had a reason for that. All right, all right, that that's all I needed to know. You talk um, about those Italians now. Let's talk about the Italian. I don't think Lennon was too Italian. But, um, look, it was a wonderful day today. Uh, Piscopo knocked it out of the park at the end of the parade. You know, he uh, is the commentator for uh, WABC. Um, Juliet Papa was there. Uh, it was great. Uh, Jada Valentino was there. It was The singers were fantastic. Um, I knew uh, Dom DiCarlo was a, a grand marshal. Uh, Judge J- Janet DeFiori, the chief of the court, the former chief of the Court of Appeals, was a grand marshal. And Tom DiNapoli, the current New York City controller, New York State controller, was a grand marshal. It, w- it was a love fest. I mean, the fact that I knew three of the four uh, people who are being celebrated as Italian-American people who have achieved these these levels of success uh, made it that much more fun. Saturday night was great. Uh, We were at Cipriani Wall Street. Uh, Maria Bartiromo was the the mistress of ceremonies. Uh, Once again, performances there were great. It was a well-run event. Um, The speeches and and introductions did not go on for days. It was relatively short. The the staff at Cipriani Wall Street did a great job, and the food was very good. When you're serving, I don't know, 800 people, that is not an easy task, but it was. Um, And any, you know, some of my intelligent friends uh, show their lack of intelligence um, because they sign on to some woke agenda by, you know, attacking Christopher Columbus. And listen, there's plenty to attack Christopher Columbus on. There's plenty to attack Martin Luther King on. There's plenty to attack George Washington on. There's plenty to attack Thomas Jefferson on. There's plenty to attack probably many of the popes. Um, We're all human beings. You know, we're not exactly uh, artificial intelligence just yet. Um, And, you know, yes, I am. I am happy to call it Italian-American heritage. Uh, month because you know that's great Uh, but you know when you like why why did we pick this Columbus guy and the bottom line is he may have been like nuts because the risks that he took and the discomfort he went through you know sailing from Europe to America is not exactly like going on the Queen Mary 2 you know I mean it's it is literally taking your life in your hands and and food and drink and and it it just it's not a comfortable fun situation um just real quick right at the top some of the accomplishments by christopher columbus you know the 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 trip in 1492 even though we now know he didn't officially discover america he basically uh, this voyage was the first recorded transatlantic crossing from Europe to the Americas and marked the beginning of a new era of exploration and discovery. In other words, it's he was the one who had the juice to make it known of what he did and really opened it opened up this part of the world to Europe. Yes, there were others who were here before him, but apparently they didn't have the ability to create the buzz and the pomp and circumstance and uh, the impact that he did. Um, you know, when, even though he made a mistake about where he thought he, he reached and he was really, I think down in Cuba, his, this discovery initiated European exploration, colonization, and the eventual formation of European colonies here in the new world. Um, 
one of the far-reaching consequences of Columbus's voyages was the initiation, initiation of the Columbian Exchange. This term refers to the widespread exchange of plants, animals, diseases, and technologies between the Old World and the New World. Um, he introduced European crops like wheat, barley, and grapes to America and introduced tomatoes. Tomatoes. Italy didn't have tomatoes. Potatoes. Ireland didn't have potatoes. And corn to Europe. Amongst many others, the exchange of flora and fauna also had profound impacts on the ecosystems of both hemispheres. Some of the bad parts is he, he introduced smallpox. Uh, I don't say himself because he probably would have died, but someone on one of his ships brought that over here. And, and But, of course, you know that devastated people. Um, he started really the European presence here in um, this part of the world, not not from the Far East. So in other words, no, not Japan, not China, not Vietnam. That's why America is so closely associated with European values and traditions. He did a lot of things that not, there were not too many individuals who walked the planet Earth or who have ever walked the planet Earth um, can say that they've, they've had the type of impact. Now, those things would have been achieved eventually, but he was the first one to do it. And that means something. Um, yeah, you know, I'm not saying it would have never happened. Look, Roger Maris had the home run record for, what was it, 60 years, 61 years? And then eventually it was broken. But he's the one who did it first and had it for a long time. So, yes, someone would have come along and done different thing or discovered the same exact things but he's the one who did it and somehow or another way almost way before any of us who are still on the planet were here it was decided not just by a bunch of italians in some little town in, in neighborhood in brooklyn or new jersey but in in, the, in our capital that this was the guy who we were going to laud and look there's a reason why there is a national Italian-American day, a, a day to celebrate a man of, of Italian origin, born in Genoa. And yes, he was in Portugal and Spain, but his bloodline is Italian. It's because Italian-Americans have made such an impact on this country, from the architecture to the hard labor to the values, the morals, the traditions. Um, and... You know, the president of the United States decided this was going to be a national holiday the way I want to say it was Ronald Reagan decided that Martin Luther King deserved a national holiday. Um, you know, we used to have Washington had his own day and then Lincoln had his own day, but we can have all these holidays. So they combined it into President's Day. Um, that's it, folks. I mean, you know, we got to start. You could you could have cast as many faults as you want with Christopher Columbus and some of the bad things, some of the way he treated the Indians. He was a little bit of a nut job. He was was in jail. But sometimes you got to be a crazy person to accomplish the things that he has accomplished. You know, I don't know if, if the other people who we laud were, were the nicest people in the whole wide world. I'm not sure. And maybe, uh, you know, 100 years from now, we will villainize some people who we, we laud today. But today, 
we celebrated Columbus Day. Technically, it's the is October twelfth. That's apparently the day in fourteen ninety two we landed um, on this side of the hemisphere. But Italians were out in force today. I'm very proud. Uh, to be one of them, I'm proud of my Italian-American heritage, my Sicilian-American heritage, as I sit and look at my son, Luca, Joseph Idala, who marched with me today. It was a great day. Have a great night, everyone. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored by Idala Bertuna and Cammons PC. Portions of the Arthur Idala Power Hour sponsored by Bay Ridge Honda. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.